Thank you, everyone, for bringing all that delicious food today. Wow, what a blessing. And uh, I want to say happy Valentine's Day to all of you. And there were some years Elaine and I had almost a thousand dozen roses that our church would take, and you take them out of the boxes, you'd have, have people clean them, and people cut the ends and, and arrange them in these boxes with a dozen roses and baby's breath and leather fern and the, and the green greenery around it. And, and then we created boxes that they would fit in perfectly and we could take them. And we had to go to stands that was legal. You couldn't be in the city limits. And so we had to find places that was county owned and we would sit up on a corner and I'd start selling. And um, when we started in Greenville, Ohio, uh, one of the first years, we had only bought about 225 dozen, but it was huge because the church wasn't prepared. And they had eight-foot-high snowdrifts on the side of the road. Kmart said we could be in there, parking lot, and there was nobody in there because nobody could see it from the road. Yeah. And, and my people from the church weren't willing to get out of their vehicles because it was so blistering cold out there. And I'm thinking, all I'm thinking is Elaine and I are going to donate several thousand dollars to to pay for these because we're, we're going to go bust. And I, I finally, you know, uh, motivated, got out and went and made a couple signs and put on my car hearts and climbed on top of that snowbank, stopped down in the area where I could be and started being the, the proverbial clown on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, eye contact. I was getting these guys... And, and year by year we did that, and they started calling me the marriage counselor. <laughs> and, and these guys would stop by, and they'd buy a one or two dozen, and... Yeah. and um, yeah, those are the guys you have to watch out for. <laughs> they come in and say, we don't know what holiday it is, but if you're selling roses, we're going to get some. <laughs> Be safe and sorry. But I mean, one year we made, what, right at 10 grand. It was... And you just have to trust the Lord knows what you're about to go yeah. through. <laughs> but anyways, I don't I don't recommend doing it. You see that we don't have any roses here today. Um, if you get if you get desperate enough, I'll I'll bring some from Ohio and we'll do it. But um, <clears throat> until that time, forget it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Just a fun Bible study. Surely this can't hurt. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have John read Matthew 10, 7 and 8. And Debbie, catch Matthew 16, 18 and 19 for me. Okay, Matthew 10, 7 and 8. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Praise God. He wasn't talking to the 12 apostles here. I want to I challenge you today on what the Word of God says is possible for every believer's life. I'm, I'm preaching today 
living up to your apostolic potential. I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to realize today what the Word of God says. Okay, Matthew 16, 18 and 19. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Heaven will be pictured and painted and shaped by the hands of the church. Right. We want to go to Scripture, and there really aren't that many pictures, Scriptures about heaven. I know it's a place we want to go. We know that much. But can I tell you, maybe that's because the Lord didn't quite know what was possible and what the church would do. Because whatever abound here would be bound there in heaven. Whatever was loosed here would also be loosed in heaven. Now that is a spiritual awakening to me. What could possibly be spiritually loosed in heaven because of what is released and loosed here on earth? And so I'm talking to us today about the potential in your life. So the story is told of an old couple who had lived through all of life's trials and toils. They had a meager existence. They walked right in from the sweat of their brow, just doing what had to be done to keep their head above water. Well, after many years of marriage and going through all of these things and the changes of life, Skimp, scrimping and saving, miserly living, just living on the farm. They decided that they were finally going to go on one of them their big boats <laughs> to some exotic place. There we go. Can you relate to that? <clears throat> Things were tight, but they kept saving their money. They saved every place that they could. Finally, the day came that they could finally squeak out the trip that they had been waiting for for their entire life. They planned not really knowing anything. They don't know anything about these big bow boats. Mm -hmm. They packed carefully for all the number of days that they would be gone. They could only afford the least expensive cabin in the ship. Below deck, <laughs> no balcony, <laughs> no window, yeah. just down in the lower levels of the ship. But they were happy, thankful that they could be on this ship and to finally have the trip of a lifetime. So they finally embarked that day. Carefully, they watched their pennies, never allowing them to spend a cent, for they had come prepared. It was really a wonderful time, they said. They enjoyed themselves immensely, though every day they watched as many of the people on the ship would seemingly spend like nobody's business. Decadent meals as often as they wanted, even more than three meals a day, these people were going wild. 
ice cream cones, pizza, gourmet meals. They stood at the entrance of that restaurant and just watched as they entered in a free-for-all as they found their seating and ordered whatever they want. How much money did each of them bring in order that they might be able to spend so freely on this cruise? Until one day, the housekeeper was there cleaning their room when they also were there. And the housekeeper couldn't hold back any longer. Why do you have so many empty cheese and cracker wrappers in the waste paper basket every day? Don't you like the ship's food? And there was then that they explained to that housekeeper, we, we don't have any extra money. We gave everything we had just to buy the cabin. And that day, they learned a lesson that we as Christians need to learn also. The housekeeper explained to them one of our Christian revelations that every one of us needs to know, that when you purchase the voyage, you purchase everything there is within its walls. So several days later, they began to go to the restaurant and eat the fabulous food. They began to go to the 24-hour pizza place and have their midnight snacks. They began to play the games. They began to be involved in the sports. They began to go to the activities. They began to have, like everyone else on the ship, no longer were they going to live below deck in their own little cabin, sequestered from everything else that was going on. Oh, my friend, what does God want us to learn about this gospel ship that we're on? That we have all of the amenities, yeah. all yes. of the availability of heaven. Every door is open. We're like President Kennedy's child who came in the middle of one of those great uh, important board meetings in the White House. And came that four-year-old boy and opened the door and stepped around the guard and walked directly and climbed into his daddy's lap so that he could have a quarter to spend when he went out with his mama. Irregardless of the meeting, of the importance of the agenda, of all that was going on, of decisions that were being made for all of America. He knew what he wanted. He knew his freedom. He knew his daddy had the answer. And he was bold and went up to him. What would happen today if you and I began to live with this confidence, this level of, of revelation that said, I can ask anything of my Heavenly Father. I'm His child. Yes, right. He loves me. Yes, right. But how many Christians today are living on cheese and crackers in the room yeah. below deck yeah. with no window? Yeah. No window. Just getting by, just saying, yeah. I'm happy until He comes. Just going to just going to enjoy what I have. He's also going to build me a little cabin on the side of the hill in glory. Amen. 
on the back side. Are you catching on? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? That's a, that's a mentality that's wrong. Right. Somehow in our Christian walk, as we were raised in this truth, somebody forgot to tell you that you've got the keys. He wants you to be victorious. As a matter of fact, he measures your maturity by your willingness to believe. It's not how good of a Bible study you can give. It's not how many verses you can quote today. It's what you believe in the Word. It's what you're willing to see accomplished in your life. No limitations today. Order whenever you want. You can order two entrees if you'd like to. Have appetizers. That's okay. There's no cost. Come, buy, without price, without money. Pizza on the side, ice cream to top it all off. <laughs> he touched me and I spoke in tongues. Somebody touched me. When does this ship sell? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? The pools, the salas, yeah. all the activities, the classes, everything is included. Would you say with me? With me? Everything is included in your walk with God. Yeah. Don't be content to live your life on some sort of a lesser level. Because all that does is make you disgruntled. All that does is make you anxious. All that does is make you bitter. Why does Susie get to do this and I don't? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why we don't compare ourselves among ourselves. That's right. That's why we don't judge ourselves. But somebody wake me up to realize today that all the Word of God is my From the index to the maps, it's all for me. Right? Amen. Just stay in your cabin, below deck, wondering what I, everybody else can and I can't, is no way to live life to its fullest. That is not life and that more abundantly. You see, abundant living is an understanding today. It's not a promise of how much you're going to earn this year, not how much education you have to have to be successful. All that is the world's concept of trying to get people to, to raise their level of existence. But the Bible's level of existence is simply believe. Cast your bread upon the water. Prove me this day and see if I won't open to you the windows of heaven. Give God a chance today to do things like you never thought was possible. Allow God to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could even ask or think. Yes. Right. According to the power that worketh in us. That's right. Everything has already been purchased. And to be the little change in our in our story is the fact that Jesus paid it all. Yeah. I didn't have to pay anything. Living below our potential is not a safety net to make it to heaven. I don't want to take too much 
there might not be enough for tomorrow. Well, I don't know about you, but I've learned some lessons in living for God. I, I found out that there's always a little corn in the bottom of the barrel. I, I've never been successful getting it full. <laughs> I will tell you that. Because then I might trust in the wrong thing. Right. Then I might judge myself and say, well, ha, 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 Susie doesn't have a full barrel. <laughs> and I do. This is pick on Susie Day. <laughs> she can take it. Yeah. You see where I come from? This is a truth, a reality today. While some are filling their lives on a Jesus who loves them, who reveals his love and that we reveal his love through us. His mercy and his grace are abundant in our life, and it's everywhere as we turn and look, if we're looking for it. His truth is abundant. His direction is real. No, I don't know tomorrow what, I'm, what, my, what, my, what my direction is. No, I, I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I can tell you that today, I can have a calm assurance because I got up this morning, I prayed, I tried to humbly come before God, I repented of my sins, I read His Word, I, I meditated on the promises of God, and I talked to Him about God. I want to be what you want me to be. Right. And because I did that, I have a boldness and a confidence that I can go forward today and see God do anything He wants in my life. And so I really do have a plan for the day. Good. Just scratching out an existence. Just living for God by the skin of my teeth. If I could just hold on to the end. That really is wrong thinking today. I mean, take a lesson from, uh, I, and I mean no disrespect of everyone, everything, Bob, Rachel and Kevin. You have, to, you have to appreciate that they went to that degree yeah. to be kind to us as a church. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're not paying them. No. No. Okay. I'm just kidding. It's good. The point is, why not, why not go for the gold? Right. Why not push through this? And finally, don't you realize it's a mentality, it's a change of thinking? That finally, God, I, I have been limiting you because I have been looking for God in anything but my church services. And I need to start looking for God in every direction I look, every play time I turn my body, every, I, I can find God on my job. Right. I, I can find God while I'm shopping with these exorbitant prices. Right. And whatever our precious government does, and no matter what tomorrow holds, if it's going to get worse, I don't know. But, but there's always going to be corn in the bottom of the barrel. Right. There's always going to be enough oil to mix with it. There's always going to be a next meal in God. I'm not seeing the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. You can trust him today. This is my pep speech today. Right? It's good. Yes. God has something special for you where he's going to reveal in your life 
in particular, right? That he truly is a God who knows all about you, your desires, the things that are important in your life, and how to help you to attain them. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. God has something special. That's not just cheap talk. What I want to find special today is I want to find a special God in every facet of my day, of yes. my life. Yes. Number one, you've got to realize that he paid it all. Right. I'm not here because he owes me anything. Right. Number two, the scripture just simply tells me to believe. Just believe, just believe today. Get God involved in your daily life. Right. Don't allow yourself to only operate on the schedule, on the timeline on your phone, your family's uh, needs and events. Get beyond that and just say, God, today, this is a day that I want you to do great things through my life. Yes. He wants you to desire his principles to be lived out in your life, not just understood in the pages of Scripture. So we seek him today by saying, God, how help me to apply not only wisdom, God, but give me understanding for my own application. Get to know him today. I go to that church down there. That's an okay start. But I'm challenging you today. Get to know the Savior. How do you do that? One extra incremental prayer in your day. One, you may not read four chapters a day to read your Bible through in a year. No big deal. It's a great thing for those who think it's important, but it's not essential. But what would happen if you just took one verse, one chapter every day in Proverbs? Proverbs says 31 chapters. Really not any more than 31 days in the month. One a day. And what would happen if you just, just looked at what he, what Solomon gave to his son, to those who would listen, the principles of how to live for God. And lastly, help him with, your, with his mission. Come on, what can I do today, Lord, to help you? I don't know. Once in a while, I'm moved with compassion. <laughs> hopefully, it's, hopefully it's often enough. <laughs> person was there in town. Don't know that person. Don't know anything about them. Went on, drove by, got the stuff to do. Came back through. They were still out there. I, I, I couldn't read their sign because it was so... So many words in such a small piece of cardboard. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it was the question mark I had about the cardboard or, or if I was really moved. But I, I finally, I was coming home last night at 6.30 at night. Been by there several times. I thought, they, they really have to earn enough money if they're staying out here this long in this cold weather. I'm, I'm going to go back and find out what the scoop is. 
and I, I mean, I, I checked, and I, I only had one bill, and I, unfortunately, it wasn't very much. But I, and I, I went back, pulled over in the parking lot, and they came over, and I said, you know, I still couldn't read our sign, <laughs> and I, I just said, what? I said, what? What is your circumstance? And they just said that you know they lost their job. Their family was, you know. And I, I just hoped I wouldn't see him anywhere as, you know, smoking and drinking beer after I gave him money. <laughs> That's all my simple, get, you know, hope is, is that you hope that they will take that and, and truly, that they could be helped. So we, we did, and, and they were kind enough to, to bless me. And I went on. But I'm looking for a way for God's will to be done in my life. That's all I'm preaching to you today. I'm looking for an opportunity. <coughs> I want to do a Bible, so I've been talking to the Lord about it, but I haven't had that opportunity jump out at me yet. But I'm, when it happens, I'm going to do it. Because I understand the, the I get more out of a Bible study than I think the people do. That time with people to talk about the goodness of God. Don't just kick dirt around. Look down at the ground. No direction. Questions galore with no answers. Learning to live life at a lesser level so that you don't have to answer the wise. Doing without. Because somehow you missed that revelation that God didn't really want you to have to worry about cheese and cracker in your room. When, you, when he brought you in the ship of Zion, he said, everything is for you. Life and happiness are available today if we involve ourselves in God's purpose. Let me give you a verse or two today. Take inventory today, not looking down on what you haven't done. I'm not here to bring judgment upon you. I'm trying to get somebody to have a new look at this and say, you know, maybe there's more and I haven't, I haven't been looking for it. Here's a verse or two for you. You, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to be witnesses unto me. Amen. None of God's abilities are measured by my ability. All of God's abilities are measured by faith and the fulfillment of his word. So today, it doesn't matter how many years you've lived for God or haven't. It doesn't matter today what's your strengths or your weaknesses are. What matters today is that you plug in to God. Don't be the spine of a jellyfish and say, well, I'm just, I guess that's what's going to happen. I guess I have to deal with it. I guess this is my lot in life. Just going to comply, just going to get going along. I'm not like other people. I'm just going to eke out my existence. And that's a terrible thing.
Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. That's what the Savior came to do. Not certain men. He gave gifts unto all men. Today, there are strengths in your life that may yet not have been tapped, but they are nonetheless available to you. For the promises unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Psalm says this, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. You have to realize today that what God wants to do has to begin with you. He wants to forgive you and heal you so that you can go forth and, and have forgiveness and healing for others. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. This world is is tired of religion finding excuses why they aren't like that. When really this world is looking for someone to say, this is why I am like that. This is happening today in my church. Right. John said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, knowing that he was just getting ready to be ready to where he could pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Joel said, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former and reigned moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. God isn't liable and, and uh, uh, responsible to keep his seasons that we know in the physical. Will he keep, and he has to keep them in the spiritual also. On the contrary, when you talk about spiritual things, why, why? Do we have the New Testament full of devils and darkness and and Satan and speaking out and imps and urchins and all these different things that we see in Scripture? And not once do we see it in the Old Testament. Have you ever wondered why? Because of this reason. Old Israel was a physical inheritance. They were Abraham's offspring. Right. But as soon as the New Testament began, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, we became and had a spiritual inheritance. And the enemy is fighting for all he can to war against spiritual things because it's the spiritual. It's the things that you bind here on earth that will be bound in heaven. It's the things that you loose here on earth, spiritually, that will be loosed in heaven. 
That's why all of a sudden there's all that satanic activity in the New Testament. Because now, no longer was it Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the 12 tribes of Israel. We be Abraham's seed. If you were Abraham's seed, you'd know who it is that's speaking to you. Yeah. See, that's the difference between the old and the new. One was physical, the other is spiritual. Today, God wants you to operate in the spiritual in your life. But you've got to keep your vessel able for the spirit to work and move. You've got to be willing to say, I'm, I'm available. I'll go. I want God's will to be done in my life. Haggai said this, The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. I like Habakkuk 1 and 5. This, this is a keeper. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. I feel like I'm like that right now today. If all we're doing is measuring based on Washington, D.C., our political unrest, China and all the unknowns of our nations and world around us, balloons coming into our atmosphere. Oh, no. Lions and tigers and bears, oh, my. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I seem to be messing up on my stories here. <laughs> But is there a God in this room right now today that is just waiting, anticipating us to be able to say, yes, Lord. I'll say, yes, Lord, yes to your will and to your way. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The church is not declining. It's, it's explosive today. Right. But it's, it's explosive in those who become awakened and aware of their potential. As long as we go through the status quo, we have church on, you know, Wednesdays and Sundays. We got snack chat in the fellowship hall. And that's, that's the, the, the fulfillment of our church of what we do in Chelsea. No, no, no. Let's just merely three of the, the facets of what we do. But I'm asking you today, maybe next week we should come back and talk about all the things, what else God has done in the week, besides just having three services. Right. Because I'm telling you, God's working in your lives. But today, open your eyes to the possibilities. Realize today that God, that poor couple, can you imagine the story they told? Two days we sat in our room. <laughs> I can't believe that we did it. I can't believe that we minimized what we should have been maximizing. I can't believe that we missed what was on the menu on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> All because we didn't realize the revelation God wants us to perceive today. 
It's all in Him. Amen. Ye are complete in Him. Right. Amen. So we've got 15, 20 minutes. You need to go back and get more of these wonderful delights today. Have fellowship. Any comments, any thoughts today? Uh, uh, Habakkuk 1 5. Well, we said Habakkuk the one before. So we, the one we before were, that was. Um, yeah, Haggai. Haggai 2 9. Okay, so the first one, Habakkuk 1 and 6. 1 5. Just kidding, 1 5. <laughs> one more verse for you to write down Luke 10 and 19. Behold, I give unto you power. To tread on serpents and scorpions. We're not talking about getting snakes on our church facility. Amen. We're talking about realizing today that when he said it is finished, all power is given unto me and in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. He was saying, you've got the power to tread on every vile spirit, every vile activity. Amen. <clears throat> Luke 10 and 19. Over all the power, part of the power? No. Over all of the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I wish I could challenge you this week to go forward. I'm not talking about looking for devils around you, your you know, family and, and in-laws and outlaws. I'm not talking about people. We fight not against flesh and blood. But realize today, if the devil could have his way, he wants to leave you in the dark. Amen. Any comments, any thoughts while I sit here and eat? Susie. Dinah, so yeah. That reminded me of a little, a little praise testimony I had that I've been praying for the Lord to give me some holy boldness because I'm really not bold about it because I just, and I just don't want to mess up and offend people with my mouth because I do that a lot. And uh, I was at the pharmacy the other day picking up my uh, medicine and 
the woman that is in there in the window, well, every time I go in there, she's just always so smiley and happy, and uh, so I've been kind of getting, getting friendly with her, and uh, she was handing me my medicine, and her arm was hurting really bad to the point where she said it was as bad as she's ever felt it, and I said, oh, you know, Carrie, I just want to pray for you, and she said, okay, thank you, and I just felt, right then, I just stopped, and I just prayed for her. And she just started gushing, and I was like, wow, you know, but, uh, if I might have passed that up and just went along my way, like I always tell people, I'll pray for them. And I do pray for them, but later, yeah. but that moment, I prayed right then, and I think it really affected her. And, and yeah. so y'all pray for Miss Carrie. Her name's Carrie, and uh, I don't know if uh, maybe she just didn't realize somebody really would pray for her, you know. But, Amen. And I, I, I hope her pain didn't go away. I'm sure it did after one of our fairly known ministers, Christmas time, has family in their SUV traveling to go see a Christmas you know event to enjoy the family, and and uh, a homeless man was outside on the street. Lord knows there's plenty of homeless people on the streets wanting money. I, I don't not very often am I touched or moved, but he he. Went by him, and on the way back, the man was still there, and he stopped, and he gave him a $100 bill. Now, that was him talking, telling us the story. And, and when his family got back in the car, his family was appalled that he would give that much money to somebody who doesn't know, he doesn't know what they're going to do with it, you know. And, and his answer to this family was, you don't understand I needed to do this. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. I needed to do this. Yes. Yes, Sandra. That's like when God gives us money, whether we're working or whatever condition that we're in. We don't always spend it on what we should. So it's it's come on. It's it's up to God. Hey, can I put you on the spot for a second? <laughs> It's been a while since I've put you on the spot, but uh, judging on those stories right there, that scripture that says to, uh, I don't remember how it actually says, but when it talks about treating strangers well because they might be angels. Or so I, I've never really took that as being a spiritual being. I've always took that as being some kind of minister to you in whatever form that ends up being, whatever you need, something you might need, if you're helping them out or you're treating them right, that it might help you. Do you, it, do you think that's what it means, or is it actually meaning some angel in a trench coat? I always thought it was simply someone that God has placed there for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But Stevens, what do you think on that? Angels unaware? Yeah. In other words, I don't, I'm not aware of God's plan or why he does it. But I believe that they are there for me to have a response of faith and yeah. and and, right. and follow the Holy Ghost. <coughs> right. Well, I always thought it was an angel. Now yeah. I know it's not. It's a blessing for me. Thank you. I wanted an angel. <laughs> and it might it might be. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I always just felt like it was. I needed to respond. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Sister Freeman tells a story in one of her books about 
one morning she was making breakfast and their rent was due that day and they didn't have it, $17. They were talking about how God was going to meet that need and a hobo came to the door wanting breakfast. And so they invited him in and fed him breakfast and he was unusually polite, you know, a lot more than most of the hobos they fed. And her husband had his Bible on the table closed while he was there. After he left, he thanked them for the meal. He opened his Bible, and $17 fell out of it. Hmm. So I think it could be either one. Yep, yep. I didn't mean to discount one for the other, but I'm just saying, I just always perceive that value of that scripture. Yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> I could dress up like one if you want me to. Oh. <laughs> I will record that. <laughs> That'll be my Christmas card. <laughs> I'll certainly be an angel unaware. <laughs> Thank you. I've never seen angels underwear, but I. <laughs> We, we digress. <laughs> Are we talking Cupid now? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>